millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hi. Our top story tonight... (laughs) It's a story that Desi tagged me in on Twitter because she thought I was involved with this. You never know. (laughs) I would just like to set the record straight that I was not at the Golden Corral restaurant in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania this week. Okay. Participating in the brawl that occurred there. Let's hear about it. This is from the Washington Post. The war of words escalated the second an unidentified customer at the Golden Corral lifted a high chair over his head and wielded it like a hatchet. Some diners scattered for safety. Others looked for other potential weapons inside the Ben Salem, Pennsylvania restaurant. Some started filming the Malay on their phones with added commentary that was little more than a string of fearful, slightly comedic exclamations. On Friday afternoon, about 40 customers turned what the Golden Corral owner calls a family-friendly restaurant into a WWE main event, with patrons throwing high chairs, regular chairs, and even tables at each other. In a clip posted on social media, one Golden Corral, one Golden Corral employee stepped between the warring parties in an attempt to stop the brawl. There is video of this. <gasps> The owner of this Golden Corral, Jonathan Kornblau, said, All I'm going to say is that we're a family-friendly restaurant, and this was a very unfortunate incident. He said none of his employees were injured, and his restaurant sustained only minor damage. After it was closed on Friday following the brawl, and again on Saturday because of the weekend snowstorm, this place can't catch a break. No. The Golden Corral reopened on Sunday as usual, Kornblau said. The owner said he has heard a number of theories on what started the Malay. It's Malay, right? We've talked about this. Is it? Malay. Malay. I've been calling it Malay my entire life. I think we already talked about this. We did. I Don't email in. It doesn't matter. Okay. Both of them are nice. But he wouldn't comment on the causes until after the police wrap up their investigation. William McVeigh, director of public safety for the Ben Salem Police Department, said officers are still investigating the incident. We're very thankful that no one sustained any life-threatening injuries or any serious injury, McVeigh told the Post. All that we're aware of is very minor, minor superficial injuries, such as a swollen eye or a cut nose. Police said they have not decided whether or not charges will be filed in connection with the fight. One local news report said the brawl broke out after the restaurant location ran out of steak. Yeah. That's what you, that's the article that you tagged me in. Because that was the headline. And I just want to also say, for some reason, I was thinking Golden Nugget. Oh. (laughs) That's why I was like, are you in Vegas? Because I just completely misread it and yes. then I was like I saw a buffet and I just was like Vegas yeah um but it doesn't matter it was still a cute little tweet it was a cute tweet <laughs> no <laughs> yeah that's what I saw the steak they ran out of the steak and I love a I mean it's very inappropriate yes. to be abusive but when a bu- <laughs> when a when a buffet runs out of food <laughs> that is a funny reason <laughs> to get like to an 11. And that it causes everyone standing in line at the buffet to simultaneously be like, there's no more stay. Yeah. And like you're throwing hands over the buffet. You got to think to yourself, what am I doing uh, yeah. <laughs> at this moment? Right. But at the same time, I kind of get that surge of anger you might feel. Right. So the spokesman for the restaurant chain said that's false. I mean, what does he know? Was he there? They probably were like never want to admit they run out of stuff in their buffet. That's probably why. Yeah. The restaurant known for its buffet never ran out of meat. That's what it says next. <laughs> See? <laughs> the, spokes- 
<laughs> this, we don't ever run out of steak. That's our thing. Yeah. We have steak at the Golden Corral. We will <laughs> never run out. We have a bottomless pit of steak in the kitchen. The finest cuts. That's not what caused the fight. <laughs> yeah. That would never be the cause. The spokesman couldn't confirm another report from WPVI-TV in Philadelphia, which quoted a patron who said the fight started after he received his steak before the customer in front of him in line. Oh. So like, okay, so there, here's a quote. I had a rare steak, which is, which is a lot faster to cook than a well-done steak. That's why I got my steak first, Alexis Rios told the reporter for 6ABC. I grab a chair to defend myself. I like that there's this jump in time. <laughs> Alexis, too. She's like, I got a rare steak, and that's why I got it first. This, you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, honestly, I love that Alexis is also simultaneously shading whoever got a well-done steak at the Golden Corral. I just love the idea that someone named Alexis, probably because her mom watched Dynasty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like throwing hands at the Golden Corral. (laughs) I grab a chair to defend myself, and then sooner or later, that was it. Punches were getting thrown. Chairs were getting thrown. I like the person who picked up the high chair, because those are heavy. Well, it's also a good weapon, because... Like you could swing that down like a, like it's tall. It's tall. And I'm picturing that high chair that they have at kind of chain restaurants where it's solid wood. Yes. And it's just uh, a weapon. Like it's like a log almost. Right. Um, Rios told the TV station that he thought mask, wait, Alexis Rios Maybe this is a guy. Maybe Alexis is a guy. It says, oh. Rios told the TV station that he thought masks con- contributed to the brawl. With COVID right now, masks and everything, nobody can hear nobody sometimes, he said. So somebody maybe like said something like, you piece of shit, behind their mask. And the person's like, what'd you say? And they're like, I said the weather. Yeah, the weather sure is shit. <laughs> the weather sure is shit. Maybe he did say that, but the person thought he said piece of shit. Right. That could be too. McVeigh said the fight escalated from a few patrons to people who apparently were connected to the argumentative diners in the steak line. Well, we do know that this originated in the steak line. Something happened with the steak. I buy that someone who got it well done was annoyed people yes. were getting it before them. Like they didn't know how steak cooking worked. Yeah. Like I can see, it's like, yeah, sometimes things aren't always first come, first serve. Like things are faster. Uh, other things are faster. Everyone should wait. Right. I sound like like some old guy. Everyone should wait <laughs> <laughs> for you and your steak. <laughs> Ours is done. Um, yeah. And obviously lots of people tweeted about this. This was a big story. Well, it's always nice when you have video. Yeah. Like then the it's just sort of crazy. Like, it's it's chaotic. Like you can barely tell what the hell's going on. Like I've never been in a situation like that. No, me either. Uh, even like as a spectator, obviously not, not even close to being involved in something well, like that, but not at a place that's like a restaurant or like a place where there's some sense of decorum, like where, where you don't expect people to like start right. a brawl maybe. Yeah. Like, like maybe a bar I've seen some rowdiness or something like that. Yeah. Or like but a concert. Yeah. Maybe you see yeah. people cause they're drinking and they're getting rowdy, but never at like. A, no, the s- most I've seen is people getting a little too drunkenly loud or something yeah. where it's sort of like, this is an Applebee's like calm down or whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> it's not like a bar restaurant where it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just like a little more. Eh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. One of our listeners sent this to us, sent this to us, but I also already had this plan to tell this story because Desi was so repulsed by it in the DMs. Oh, yes. It's about Build-A-Bear. Is this, I looked it up. It's stupid. It's not as horny as that article made it out to be. Okay. I mean, just the fact that these bears are being romantic, I guess, is repulsive. Okay, this is from CNET. It says Build-A-Bear just launched an After Dark series of horny teddy bears. I think the fact that it's called After Dark lends a horny aspect to it. It does, but the bears are very tame. Right. And one bunny. It's like the some of the females are like, it's wine o'clock. That's not, and like, it's is that like, supposed to be horny? And the, a bunny had a shirt that was like something with wine too. 
So I, I like that their idea of women is like horny women are like wine, wine time. <laughs> right. Time for wine. And all the all the male Build-A-Bears in this scenario, they're all these like handsome Lotharios, but all the women are these like sad wine moms. Yes. I mean, I do remember a few years ago they had a Fifty Shade of Grey. I Shades do of Grey. That. Yeah. And that was definitely more explicitly sexual. Right. This one I found to be like, the bear who was sort of romantic, he had like a smoking jacket on and like a rose or something. Yeah. So it says, who, it says, who said stuffed animals were just for the kids, asks the Build-A-Bear website. Who, why should they get to have all the fun? Welcome to Build-A-Bear After Dark, a new series of teddy bears designed specifically for adults, a concept I am currently struggling to resolve with my lizard brain. Are these bears supposed to be horny? See above, a Chad Teddy... This this is obviously a millennial writing this. Mark, yeah. Mark Serrells. Because <laughs> he refers to this Lothario uh, smoking jacket Build-A-Bear as a Chad. Yeah. A Chad Teddy Bear with a lion's mane and a silk robe lying on a shag carpet with a single rose and two glasses of wine. It's fairly clear what his teddy bear intentions are. Okay, and then here's this bunny bunny rabbit stuffed animal that's wearing a pink shirt, and it, the pink shirt says rosé over roses. So this, this is an alcoholic bunny. And that's why the guy brought the wine and the roses. He's like, how about both? But why are the, why are the girl Build-A-Bears so sad? Why do they have to make them really sad? Why- well, honestly, look, I'm just saying, think about the type of woman who's buying stuffed animals. <laughs> Like she likes wine merchandise yeah. and collects bunnies and stuffed stuffed animals. Like she has the car with all the stuffed animals in the back window. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a certain type of adult who collects stuffed animals and they like that kind of kitschy merchandise. So I think the wine stuff is very funny to a certain type of person. Maybe. Yeah. And I mean this. Who's be, probably buying bears. Like to be fair, this, this bunny rabbit build-a-bear with the rosé shirt is wearing a slutty outfit. Like she's wearing a black shiny mini skirt and knee-high boots with high heels. Right. I mean, that stuff is popular. It's all over Target. Like build-a-bear? The, no, the wine type. Oh, wine merch. The wine merch or that kind of mom merch where it's like her time to like unwind, right? Like... <laughs> I'm just saying it's very popular. I know. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, I guess in my mind when I heard horny bears, I was like, well, it's not going to be like a bear with a cock ring or something. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like we have a different standard of what horny is. Yeah. A lot of people like that level where it's safe horny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like even Fifty Shades of Grey, it's like that was very, your aunt on Facebook will be titillated by Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's for a certain type of consumer. Yeah. Um, who wants a safe sexuality experience. So I shouldn't get you this for Valentine's Don't Day? Don't you dare. I, I'm not... <laughs> no. <laughs> I think if I said... Okay, so Desi recently just sent me a present. Thank you, by the way. But I think it... Like, I think Desi would probably quit the podcast <laughs> if she opened a package from me and it was a horny Build-A-Bear. And here's I'd be like, the, happy Valentine's Day. Here's the thing. I don't like joke gifts, and here's why. Because then I have crap in my house, I and I don't know what to do with I'm it. I'm the same way. I really just hate joke gifts, um, unless it's kitschy in a way that I would keep it, like a vintage you know, 70s cookbook, or like whatever, that kind of stuff I yes. like. But I hate joke gifts. But that's not even a joke. No, it's not, because I like that. But right. you know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, now what do I do with it? Right. Like, I don't know. Who like, wants this fucking bear? Like if somebody got you like a Jesus <laughs> action figure. I just, I'm like, my life is all about getting rid of clutter yeah. and junk. So it's like, to me, it's like, well, now I have some, another responsibility. I have to get rid of this somehow. Right. And I don't go to parties where I can re-gift joke gifts in a white elephant or something. Like, yeah. I guess people do that. I just, yeah, I, I've had it so many times. I'm just like, don't even bother. Like, I just like, it's just another thing for me to deal with. Honestly, get me a Starbucks gift card. Get me a basic gift that's actually useful. Yes. If you don't know what to get me. No. When I give a joke gift, it's along the lines of like getting you that mug that looked like melon. It's like not even a joke. It's a cute, fun. It's like a funny gift more than a joke gift because you can use it and it looks like melon. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a funny gift, but it's actually useful to me. 
And it's cute. Like, it has another purpose. Like, if you want to get me a joke mug, at least it's also a mug. Right. Like, if I, someone gave me, like, a Princess Diana mug from 1997, that's I a, would think that's funny. Like, that's a funny gift that is also, like, uh, you know, interesting to me. That's a great gift. <laughs> I actually gave someone that. That's how I thought of it. Because I got one after she died. Someone I know went to London. I was like, get me every souvenir you can. Right. So I gave that one away at some party. And all I have left now is a miniature teacup and saucer and a thimble. I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, I was like, I want the weirdest ones like right. ever. So I don't right. want like a commemorative plate. I want like a stupid one. A thimble. Yeah, the I thimble. It's like, this is kind of insulting. Her face is on the thimble. Um, so that's the Build-A-Bear story. We have another animal story. Oh. This is a local story from Glendale. This is out of Reuters. The headline is Giant Bunny Loses in California Salad Eating Contest. What? <laughs> what? Was it against a human? <laughs> yeah. So it says lettuce-loving giant rabbit honey suffered a resounding defeat on Tuesday in a head-to-whiskers salad-eating contest against competitive eater Raina Wang. Wang, who has been eating competitively for four years, managed to put away 3.5 pounds of chopped salad in 10 minutes in the matchup organized by Chop Stop in Glendale, California. Have you been to Chop Stop? Never heard of it. So it's like sounds like one of these like tender greens-type yeah. places, probably. Honestly, I think I have been there. I think I've ordered from there before. I've never heard of it. Honey froze in front of the giant plate Aww. of lettuce and ate none at all. Faced with humiliating loss, <gasps> Team Bunny was permitted by organizers to bring in a second rabbit named Precious. Precious also failed to eat a single leaf. Well, bunnies are very scared. Yeah, so they probably didn't do well with all those people. This also, is who sad. is this woman trying to beat a bunny? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is cruel. Also, like once you saw the bunnies not eating, did you really have to go so hard with 3.5 pounds? Like right. that is a bathroom. Your, your toilet is going to pay later because that's a lot. I feel like if you're eating hot dogs competitively, you're going to be really constipated. But if you're eating salad competitively, it's like a lot of diarrhea. I just right? don't know the mentality of a woman who sees the bunny not even eating and still goes as if she's in a competition. I just casually eat at that point because you're like, I'm going to beat this bunny. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't need to go overboard. <laughs> I don't have anything to prove. The owner of the bunny, a guy named Louis Moses, he breeds giant Flemish rabbits and he says he wasn't surprised by the result. He said, Rabbits are not scarfers, they're not like dogs. Just scarf it down quickly. They're nibblers. They nibble all day, all night. So they eat decent amounts, but over a period of time. Wang, who doesn't eat salads at all outside of contests, said she did not pay too much attention to her competitors. Wow. So she was just like in it to win it. She's in the zone. She was in the salad zone. I like the owner of the bunnies is probably like, look, this seemed like a dumb idea from the be- to, <laughs> to begin with, but I'm just trying to promote my breeding company or whatever his like deal is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, this is a quote from Wang. It was more like a challenge to myself. When I do contests and challenges, usually I don't pay attention too much to what competitors do. <laughs> I think Sorry. it's I think it's best for me to just see the best of what I can do. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to this bunny. How I humiliating. Just think it's not here's a video of it. Do you want to see a video? The bunny's very cute. Aw, I like those type of bunnies. They're huge. I think the thing we have to remember is these bunnies don't know that they've been humiliated. So that's nice. That's to, the uh, silver lining. Yeah, this. they don't fucking know that they were beaten in a competition. Right. They've got like fucking pea brains. <laughs> <laughs> we don't can, at me if bunnies are really smart. I know they're smart, but they don't know competitions. Yeah, they don't know about the chop stop promotion. They're just like, oh, a nice little piece of lettuce to nibble on. Why is that crazy, bitch? <laughs> Chowing down so fast, she's going to choke. They're like, what the hell? I like, they should have put her up against a dog. I agree. I, yeah, that would be, that would be a more fair competition is put a human against a dog and it's like. Alpo. Uh, <laughs> Alpo. Alpo sponsors the event. See, then the dog would win because the dog doesn't care, but the human would probably still have like 
you know, yes. hesitation. Let's have some fairness and competition, though. <laughs> it should be okay, but it should be like steak. Like Golden Corral can do a competition. They who never can, run out. They have they, unlimited amounts of do, steak. <laughs> they can do a promotion for their unlimited steak, and it's a dog eating the steak as well as a human eating the <laughs> Even steak. Even a competitive eater and a dog can't finish our buffet. That's how much we put they out. They should hire us. Seriously, this is... That's a look, great Look campaign. at us tying the two stories together. Incredible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had a request to cover a story from listener Mitch Fry, and this is about Gwyneth Paltrow. Look, I love talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. I actually think that... Gwyneth Paltrow would want to be my friend if she knew me. I think we could be friends. I would want to be friends with her. To me, I understand that she's ridiculous, but the dip, for me, the difference between Gwyneth Paltrow and Amanda Chantel Bacon is Gwyneth, to me, seems like she'd be a fun hang. Well, I mean, she at least uh, has like a drink or something. Like she she's also, not like super healthy. She like also Chantel. has a cigarette every day or once yes. a week or something. Um, no, I agree. So she made the news because her new house is done. It's, it's been finished. It's in Montecito, California, okay. which is by Santa Barbara. It's a very wealthy, very wealthy. Area. It's where Oprah lives. And Prince Harry. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle yes. live there. So it's a very nice area, beautiful area of California. And she built this house from the ground up. And it is definitely a fantasy house. It's not... So Architectural Digest covered this story. They also did like a video tour of it. I watched the video. I read the whole article. It's not necessarily my style of decor, but it is like everything is expertly... Of course. Done, obviously. I think for me, the highlight of this house is the entire spa room that she has. Mm. I'll show you a picture of it. Uh, It's basically like... But what is the style of the house? Mediterranean? like It's like modern. Okay. With like... But she's also went through... I watched the video tour. She used a lot of like reclaimed stuff. Okay. But everything just looks very modern to me. But it has those like... Like a lot of the furniture has that very like like a really trendy furniture right now is like curved loopy looking couches. Yeah. And, do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Okay, but for me this was the best room in the house and it was this like spa room and it has a, a hot tub in it and a cold plunge and it basically looks Ooh. like you're walking into like a Mediterranean spa or something. Oh yeah. It has like the marble Floors and wall. It's really beautiful. Or stone. The shower fixtures for this spa, she has two of them on the walls. Each costs $30,000. <gasps> Damn. Why? <laughs> That's always when I'm like seeing this stuff. I was like, but why is it expensive? I need to know. Oh, yeah. Are you looking at the pictures of the house? Yeah. Can you just... I can't really describe this style. It just looks very kind of trendy. It's very... It's very architectural digest like yeah it's black and white everything is very minimal but it's not stark modern it's just um but that's just the it's entry black room. and white no but even this dining room is black and white and gray it's like slate blue okay it's, i mean it looks gray to me i would say it's a lot of earthy colors but a lot of <laughs> modern lines there is it's very clean lines there's nothing antique looking about it um, and, and, no, then, and then it's also like there's a whole room that's kind of beige, but it also has the black uh, accents. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. This is not my style at all. The other thing I wanted to note that she has in her living room is this hammock, like an indoor hammock. I saw that. The hammock costs $62,000. I like that in her architectural digest, it's like, what's in her bathroom? And it's like, Goop moisturizer. It's like, why do we need to go to? It's like this is Architectural Digest. I don't care what cream she has. Like, I mean, save that for Al. I do care what cream she has, but not in Architectural Digest. Just, I don't need that as part of the. Uh, here's what's in this room for an architectural story. Right. She talked a lot about this chandelier lighting fixture that she had designed by her friend Lindsay Edelman. I'm looking at it. It's forty five thousand dollars. For this lighting, it's fixture. hideous. 
It's not for me. I'm going to say that. But Gwyneth, if you would like to invite me to your house, I'd love to come. Um, I didn't know you were such a Gwyneth stan. I honestly love Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Like, I I don't care about her either way. She just does nothing for me. Um, anyway, yeah, the, the, the decor, it's not how I would design my house. Oh, she has those, you see those? It looks like a showroom. I mean, it's like, doesn't look like a place you could live. There's like, oh, that chandelier is way bigger than I thought. Well, it's like a whole like lighting extravaganza. It's like more than just a chandelier. It's like a whole installation. She also has those pillows that you see a lot right now in like design showrooms where they're just like balls. Do you know what I'm talking (laughs) about? Oh, I haven't seen those. They're just like spherical pillows. Everything is just so expensive. I like this. Like it's like even the vase she has is like two thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's and it's just, just like brown wood. wood. It's like really ugly. And her plates are expensive. It's like every plate is eighty dollars. I did like the marble bar that she designed for her living room. Also, in the tour, she talks about, like, she has a lot of fireplaces in her house. One of the fireplaces is located literally in the entryway. And the other fire, the another fireplace in her house is in the kitchen. And she was, like, adamant, like, part of her design process, she really wanted to have a fireplace in the kitchen because that's what she had when she was living in London. I'm literally crying at how dumb this artwork is. I'm sorry. That's not real. Is that real? Yes, that's above her fireplace. Describe it. It's one beige square, and then next to it is a white square with print in the middle, avant-garde. And that's what it is. I mean, this might be a very famous piece of art. I have no fucking idea. Hold on a second. Oh, it is. Artworks include a painting by John Baldessara, or Baldessari. Uh, so that's art she bought. I could literally, I know it's, it's popular to say, oh, I could make that about like a Jackson Pollock or something. I don't say that, but this I definitely could make. <laughs> <laughs> like it's literally a base square, but nothing, there's no anything to it. It's just solid. And then the, the other one is just white with black print on it. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's um, not okay. Me. Anyway. Rachel's being, um, she's being like, what is it called? Diplomatic. It's not for me. <laughs> it's not. It's not for me. I don't know who it's for, except it does make sense the that bath- it is Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, house. For the sure. spa bathroom that is for me, and I think that that's if you have the money to make your own spa in your house, if you have the space and the money, I think that's cute. That's where I'd blow my money. Right. I wouldn't do it the way she did it. Cause it's still a little cold to me. Like her design style seems very cold to me. It's not how I like it. Uh, but I could see doing a cool spa. Yeah. Bathroom. I mean, I, I would, I would absolutely, if I had the money, blow a lot of money on like antique furniture and antique, whatever. And yeah. I like more eclectic design for sure. Yeah. Like, Hers is very boutique hotel. It looks like boutique hotel. That's what it is. It's just not, it's just not my personal style. And it's all very expensive. Yeah. But I mean, she's very happy about it. So congratulations on your your new house, Gwyneth Paltrow. We'll still come I'll still come over. I'll make you uh, like a... I'll make you a new beige painting. Yeah. I'll make you a new beige painting. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make you a pie. We'll have fun. We'll have mocktails together. Right. I'll have wine with her. Because she said, well, she says she's not drinking right now. But well, she's going to start drinking start again. again. She said she's saving some Japanese whiskey in the okay. video. So then I'll come over for I'll, that. She can make me a mocktail. Absolutely. I'm she sure can, she has a nice cucumber number. Cucumber <laughs> number. They actually, I, okay, so I immediately went on to Goop's website after. Yeah. Uh, watching this tour. And they do sell like mocktails like mocktailing stuff on oh. Goop. And I almost bought it. Really? Yeah. Just because I was like feeling What's impulsive. the mocktail stuff? It's like sort of like very herbaceous mocktail mixer. So it's a mixer. But you could also drink it plain. It's like drink it plain or add seltzer. Oh, okay. It's called Seed Lip. And is it super expensive? It was like $30 for a bottle. But I don't know how big the bottle is. I just glanced at it and like read the ingredients. I'm sure it's good. And yeah. that's not, that's like definitely affordable, even if it's like a lot of money for what it is. It's like, oh, $30. I can do that for fun. Right. 
Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We're going to talk about the season finale of And Just Like That. So, I don't know, fast forward 10 or 15 minutes if you don't want to hear about this, but... Yeah, it'll be fun. We want to talk about it. Um, I made you watch it last night. <laughs> I was I was behind. Yeah. I got... Sometimes, you, you know, your TV viewing gets behind. Yeah. Normally, I do watch it first thing I can. Uh, for some reason, I didn't get to it. Uh, in time, but you got to it. So let's I got talk to about it. it. Um, I mean, where to begin? Let's begin with Che announcing that they're moving to California because their pilot got picked up <laughs> in song form after they've just introduced Miranda to their family in the weirdest way possible. This whole scene was so rushed and weird. Like, I agree with Miranda the whole initial few minutes she's there. Miranda is like, what's going on? Right. What's happening? Right. And I think we all felt that way because none of us knew where this was going. Well, Che says, I want to introduce you to my parents or my family. So you assume like, oh, they're going to go out to dinner or like go to have dinner at their house. Right. And then... Che brings Miranda to this like weird bar in New Jersey or something. Wasn't it like, <laughs> like I don't somewhere? Know, but, but there was like karaoke there with a live band. And then Che is so rude. They basically just say, here's my abuelita and my mom. Have a good one. And then they just bounce and go up to the microphone. Right. That's what happened. That's basically exactly what happened. I'm sorry, but one of my biggest beefs with this season of, okay, I'm calling it Sex in the City. I know it's, and just like that, but like same thing, same characters. Uh-huh. One of my biggest beefs is that unlike on Sex in the City, none of the girls on and just like that challenge each other about their romantic relationships and the romantic choices. One of the things that they always did is they would hash out their dates, their romantic ongoings, their sex life over brunch, and they would roast each other. I agree. And I don't think I realized it till this moment that all of their storylines were really disconnected. Yes. Uh, I mean, they did have crossover, obviously, but I don't feel like it was as connected as it used to be. No. Like they didn't, it's like all this separate storylines, which is like, maybe that's the way their life is now, which is fine. But it didn't really, uh, they didn't really explore that or say anything about it, which could be interesting. Like, remember back in the day when all we did was hang out, now we have families or husbands or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? It didn't seem connected. And I feel like that's why we didn't get them discussing these relationships as much. But they, the, the point is, is they still knew about them and they, they could have, there could have been an opportunity for Carrie or Charlotte to say to Miranda, hey, you're going to like, really you're going to throw like in a, in a, like, like, okay. Like to make fun of the relationship with Che at least to be like, Oh, so my boss just comes in right. And sweeps you off your feet and you're going to throw away your whole marriage to Steve. Like, and Carrie, she had, Carrie had the right, like she had insight into uh, who Che is or, you know what I mean? Like, so she, Carrie could have definitely been the one to go there. Um, Knowing both sides pretty well right. and kind of being the one who introduced them. Right. Um, but, but there was never any pushback. It's like the writers were afraid to have these confrontations. And oftentimes the confrontations, like they didn't always have to be like these serious confrontations because oftentimes the confrontations or the quips about one another's love life lives were very funny. Well, yes. And here's the thing 
with Miranda. If Miranda is questioning her sexuality, thinks that she is whatever, not, you know, not interested in Steve anymore. uh, I think that she has a right to leave that marriage uh, and explore what she wants to explore or be who she thinks she is at at this point in her life. Um, My issue is she could have gone about it in a better way. They made like her it an doesn't asshole. it doesn't excuse her treating Steve like garbage. Right. And I get you can have an affair, that can happen. I'm not saying I'm not being judgmental of that, but at that point I think you have an obligation to be like, "Hey, let's hold off on this until I finish up what I have here." Right. Like you have a kid with this man, you still live together. Do you know what I mean? Like and she she's acting public like this thing with Che is very public she, yes Miranda's not keeping it discreet and I no. just find that really obnoxious like it's disrespectful to Steve <laughs> and I don't know how her friends are like hey this puts us in an awkward position as well because we all know and love Steve right you know what I mean it's 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 at the very least have Miranda be like you know what I've been acting like a fucking asshole I'm out of control like, I don't care about the drinking storyline. That was, like, whatever. Okay, the drinking... <laughs> like, it's just, like... <laughs> the, the drinking storyline was so after-school special because it was, like, handled in one episode and then we right. never mentioned again. That was the other thing... That was the other problem I had within just like that is that these conflicts or these problems would arise and pop up throughout the series and then they would just never be mentioned again. Right, and it's like, it's more of a disservice to have a storyline like that and act like that's how it works right. than to have a real storyline about someone with a drinking problem. Like, right. But I never bought she had a drinking problem, no. really. And it's like her behavior is not related to her drinking too much during the pandemic. Her behavior is out of control for other reasons, yeah. and that needs to be dealt with. And her friends have every right to be like, hey, you know, calm down. Like, right. figure it out. We support you in whatever you want to do, but you have to f- clean up your fucking life and, first. And for all of Miranda's insane, <laughs> out of control, rude ass behavior, she has the audacity to make fun of Carrie for believing that Big is contacting her from the afterlife. Look, <laughs> Miranda is such a disappointment to me. That was honestly one of my favorite, like probably her and Samantha were my two favorite characters. I loved them both. I I see myself in both of those characters from the original series. I don't recognize this Miranda. No. Like, and I feel like all of it is fine because a very responsible and grounded person can go off the rails when something major like this happens. But it's like, deal with it. That's a very interesting thing. Like, when a grounded person goes off the rails. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it just wasn't handled right to me. It just didn't seem like any of it was based in reality for who that character was. It just did. None of it seemed like, like they like she can go off the rails, but it wasn't even done. That wasn't even done in a Miranda way. No, no, it was an irritating storyline. And it's like for Che, for Che, <laughs> I'm sorry. For like, che. first of all, let's break down who Che is, and we have talked about this before about how Che is a horrible person. Che, who is in a position of power, being Carrie's boss, fucking finger fucks Carrie's best friend while she's passed out on pain pills and needs to take a piss and ends up peeing the bed. Like that's overstepping the boundaries just as a boss. Also. If Che was a good person, like a truly good person, they would say to Miranda, hey, I'm very interested in you, but I don't want to be the cause of your marriage ending. I'm happy to be there at once you figure it out. Right. But you don't go for someone who's clearly in a distressful, depressed state about their life and marriage. <laughs> I'm not saying it's predatory, it's just like not a cool move to me uh, yeah. personally. Like there's a lot of things, you know, why Chase shouldn't have gone for Miranda. Uh, I, I think what made it weird for me, it's like it was, it worked more, more for me when I thought that Che was just fucking around. Yes. But it's like once it became more relationshipy, it was like, well, that 
that's weird. That's even weirder. Like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. They should have just left it at Che being a fuck them. Yeah. Like I did not coin that term, but they should have <laughs> left it as Che just being like, you know, weren't you shocked when Che was like, come to LA? Yes. That okay. was shocking but to me. That was also, that's also, another, I was sure Che was dumping Miranda. Like that was also, that would have honestly made me respect the character so much more <laughs> and the writers. It would have been so smart on the writer's move to just have had Che at karaoke just say like and I'm breaking up with you bye <laughs> I that would have been funny that would have been funny and then it the first time Che was actually funny yeah <laughs> is if Che would have broken up with Miranda in front of their abuelita I just don't buy it like I don't buy that Che sold a sitcom no that's the other thing also to my point that <laughs> Che has the audacity to put Miranda in this like life changing position of needing to decide in that moment that they need to that Miranda needs to move to LA. <sighs> like, and then Miranda. Well, also, what was hilarious is that Miranda has um, she has that meeting with her law professor, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm moving to LA," and she's like, "Well, what about?" The human rights. What about the human rights? Internship? <laughs> I like how intense it was. Yeah, it's it like, wasn't. It wasn't just not like, just school. Yeah. But what about your very rare and hard to get human rights uh, internship. internship? And then you you think that this conversation is going to be end with her being disappointed in Miranda, but it ends with oh well, you're doing it for love. Okay. Everyone's lost their fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like beyond the internship which Miranda seems like she really wanted. Also, she's bailing on the trip to Paris. I just found that not to be cool, even if they all agreed that it was fine and Mm -hmm. and Carrie definitely works it out in the end. I I thought that was fucked up. Like, I would choose my friend, my long-term friend, over my new fling. (laughs) A lot of people made the connection that Miranda's move to L.A. with Che mirrored... Carrie jetting off to Paris with Alexander Petrovsky, which was oh. insane, but still made more sense because they had been in a relationship and been dating for a while. And that's Mikhail Baryshnikov. <laughs> and, and that's the difference. If Mikhail Baryshnikov asks you to move with him to Paris on his dime, that would you would probably say yes, right? If Che asks you to move to some shitty apartment with them, I don't know where they're going to be living at the La Brea, Park La Brea. I don't know where, I don't trust Che's judgment on finding an apartment. Park La Brea is too nice. I'm sure it would be even worse. (laughs) Che's probably on a budget in Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't know where, like. (sighs) It doesn't sound romantic to me. No. Also, Che is going to be taping all day. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's going to be boring as fuck. Look, Paris and Mikhail Baryshnikov—that's just world, a, that's a thing. <laughs> but people, but people made the connection. I've seen people make the connection that like Carrie had every right to be like, uh, Miranda, you scolded me for going. So you told me I was living in a fantasy. Yes. yes. Yeah. That, I, I, look. That being said, I will watch Che and Miranda. A hundred percent. In LA. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Let's move on to the next point I wanted to talk about. Okay. Rock blowing off the they mitzvah. This little shit. <laughs> this. Okay. How did it get to that point? Okay. This storyline irritated me so much, partially because I, I was an idiot, and when I was 12... I said, absolutely not. I will not be having a bat mitzvah because it's fucking stupid. Then when I went to my friend's bat mitzvah and I saw all the presents they got uh, and cash and the party they had, I was like 14 by then. And I was like, wow, I'm an idiot. I should have just fucking done it. I should have learned a few words in Hebrew and like done the stupid whatever. Not stupid, but like I should (laughs) have... Like I, at the time, I thought right. it, I thought it was stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, no kid. A lot of kids don't want to go through that. And I do. I, obviously, I respect my mom. She never pushed me to do uh, a religious thing if I didn't want to do it. I famously left uh, 
Sunday school because I embarrassed myself while I was there because uh, I drew a picture of Abraham Lincoln instead of Abraham. <laughs> I told you that story. Yes. They asked us to draw a picture of... I don't know why they asked us to draw a picture of Abraham. Who? What kid knows what Abraham looks like? I'm sorry. All I remember is I drew a man with a top hat and mutton chops, and I was very embarrassed when everyone else clearly drew what was probably a picture of Abraham. Yeah. No. Okay. So I don't think that I'm, Charlotte would have pressured Rock. No. I'm just saying yeah. this is what makes Rock a little shit is because Charlotte and Harry had gone to the trouble of planning this fabulous they mitzvah right. for them. And this thing was probably like $40,000 to put on. This was more expensive than most weddings. Charlotte obviously was going to do it big. They had a whole Dylan's candy bar set up yeah. there. Um, they got Harry Neff as the rabbi. This is right. a big to-do. So for Rock to sit and pout in their little dumb and dumber suit <laughs> in the other room, that pink and orange suit. It's, it was and, ridiculous. And at the last minute say, no, I, I, I don't want to be they mitzvahed. It's It's wrong. That's the when, time to do that was months ago. That's when Anthony Marantino needed to step in and say, listen here, you little shit. I mean, the most offensive thing was his sourdough challah. <laughs> Let's get real. Yeah, I'll taste it, but that's not challah. No. I, I do think that that loaf looked delicious, but I don't buy it. Like, they obviously... It looked like challah. It looked like regular challah. I mean, I'll try it. I'll try it too. I'll try it. But it's not the flavor I'm going for with challah bread. I want that sweet, eggy taste. Yeah, so I, I'm i glad he made two different kinds. Me too. Two different kinds is fine. Yeah. I'm willing to try it. Um, no, I agree. That was sort of like anticlimactic. It's like, really? That's the storyline? Well, it's like the writers set out to make every character, except for Anthony Marantino, who I believe carried the show, a total fucking asshole. I also could have... Uh, it could have been a good opportunity for Rock to bond with their parents after they've kind of gone through it with with them this year. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's it's perfectly fine to not want to do it. Yes. But at that point, why not just go through it and give them what they want? Like, make them happy and, and, and sacrifice something. Right. Uh, I don't have any problem with that at that point. Right. Like, that was spoiled it and was spoiled, entitled. Like, it was spoiled brat behavior, and I don't accept it. No. I don't accept it's it. It's fucked up. And that's sending the wrong message to your kid. Like, yes, you should be who you are, but not at the expense of a $40,000 they mitzvah. There was no reason for it. It was just that a couldn't shit have been, move. Yeah. So, yeah, it was I agree. a shit I move. Agree. I agree. And then, I mean, and the only other thing I'd like to comment on is the Samantha. That whole, the ending of that storyline, I guess, sort of ends the episode. Right. Um, someone was saying London, but I, I feel like when you're rich, London and Paris are very close. Yes. Right? So, I mean, look, Paris, I mean, Europe, people like travel to different countries all the time. I mean, that's a, probably like one of those flying to San Francisco type flights. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can definitely do it in a day easily. Um, So I don't doubt that that could happen. uh, Especially with Samantha money. Absolutely. And that might even be pretty cheap there. I have no idea. Right. Um, So, yeah. I mean, overall, very weird season. I would definitely watch the next season if it happens and any other... um, I'll watch anything. Anything that comes out of it. I will hate watch. Don't <laughs> don't get us wrong. We will consume every single piece of Sex in the City uh, content. I mean, the funniest thing to me about the whole thing is just constantly seeing people tweet, "Who's Che Diaz?" <laughs> like the people who don't watch it, right? But that's such a trending topic. Like every week, every, it's just very funny. Every week, Che Diaz trends on Twitter, and every week the tweets are the exact same. Talking about there's one half just talking about how much they hate Che Diaz and making fun of Che Diaz, and then there's the other side of people just going like, "Who's Che Diaz?" Did you see Carrie O'Donnell's tweet where the Hollywood sign was replaced yes. with Che Diaz? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me laugh so much. 
It's just so ridiculous. Honestly, we should replace the Hollywood sign with Chadia's. I, I like for like April Fool's Day. We do that for other things. Don't don't they kind of are people prank it like Halloween yeah. or whatever? Some really would love to have that really happen. Some really ambitious person should go up there, take one for the team, get arrested just yeah. so they can change the Hollywood sign to Chadia. I would lose my shit I if would. I saw that. <laughs> I would lose it. Um, um, so yeah, that's so that. That's that's what we watched this week. Let's get into a few birthday shout outs that we had. We had quite a few. Okay. Very exciting. Um, okay. Melanie. Melanie says she's been a fan of us for a few years. She found us from For Crying Out Loud. And they never miss a mini episode. They're my favorite. I love your perspective on all things food and life and growing up in the 80s slash 90s. I had to drop my Patreon when I got laid off in 2020, but now she's back. And she can't wait to dig into the bonus episodes that she's missed. So happy birthday, Melanie. She also told us what she ate or what she says she was going to eat. She said, I might dig into some brick and flour fish tacos and carne asada fries for dinner. My birthday dessert of choice would be cheesecake or carrot cake with Mm. a really good cream cheese frosting. Do you have any local recommendations? I'm in the NoHo area. Oh. Uh, Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't have any recommendations, but I I do love Sweet Lady Jane cakes. Yeah. But that's not in NoHo. Right. The other place which might be closer is Dots has a really good carrot cake cupcake. Mm. And that's in Pasadena. Mm. That's that's my only two uh, places, which probably doesn't help very much. Well, I have <laughs> I have two friends who just moved to NoHo. Maybe they know. Anyway, she sent a really cute picture of her sweet Aussie doodle dog named Harley Quinn, who's all about giving us love and kisses. Hmm. Very, very Very cute baby. So happy birthday, Melanie. I hope you get your cheesecake and your carrot cake. I like both of those. Me too. A lot. Also, we forgot to give a shout out to Asha. It was her birthday. And I know Asha. Asha and I are mutuals on Twitter. And her mom made her a homemade funfetti cake. Ooh. That sounds delicious. She also sent pictures of her cats one of her cat's name is Tony Pajamas. Aww. That's a great name. And the other cat's name is Cowboy Curtis. <gasps> Aww. That's Tony, oh, my gosh. That's Tony Pajamas. He's so cute. And that's Cowboy Curtis. Oh. He's a tuxedo cat. Love them. And that's the Funfetti. <gasps> Ooh. That looks good. I like Funfetti. I love a Funfetti cake. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Asha. Asha. And we also have... This isn't a birthday request, but this is a request to decide what's horny and what's not oh, horny. Okay. This is from Holly. And Holly, Holly said, You y'all are on fire lately. Your research is top notch and your chemistry is great as always. You help me laugh out loud while I'm cleaning. Um she said earlier today, I was having major anxiety and my husband wasn't here. He said, can you try watching TV or something to distract yourself? But I immediately thought of your podcast and put it on instead. That's really sweet. Very sweet. That's like the circle of anxiety life because sometimes I've had anxiety attacks while we're doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so I'm glad we helped calm you down. She said, I just watched the Geraldo Devil Worship special, (gasps) and it got me thinking, which of these talk show hosts are horny? Now, I have my answer on which is the horniest of these that she lists. Which she lists. Okay. Ricky Lake, Sally Jesse Raphael, Geraldo, Jerry Springer, and Maury Povich. Now, my opinion is that the horniest of all of these is Ricky Lake. I was going to say Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> She's the next. She's the next for me. I actually used to go cuz the restaurant I worked for catered the Ricky Lake show like really? way back in the day. Yeah. Uh and I don't find her very horny in person. In person. Well, cuz I met her like oh, going to the show. I'm just saying that's I don't know why I just immediately... It's not a it's not that she's bad or or not horny. But to she's you. more mom and like down to earth. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I just didn't get a horny vibe from her, so I'm using personal experience on oh, this. Okay. But I find Sally Jesse Raphael, I believe she has some very uh, horny kinks. <laughs> <laughs> I I find her very horny. Yeah. Like when I heard the list, before you even read them all off, the minute I heard her name, mm. like even before you read it, I was like, if Sally Jesse Raphael's on the list, that's going to be my choice no matter who else is on it. Right. Uh, so that I strongly believe this. Yeah. Okay. I will, uh, I, 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 I'm not downing your Ricky Lake. She might be secretly horny. I don't know. I just think just she's just to me she's just horny. But she I, might be horny in like a teenage girl way. Right. But Sally is horny like a woman. I'm just kidding. Are, yeah, maybe it's to the Tracy Turnblatt thing. Oh, she could be the connection to John Waters too. Yeah, and she was in Crybaby, and I think she was pretty horny in that as well. But yeah, the guys—I don't even care about the guys. I, I think I'm not going to pick Geraldo. I would pick. I would pick. Um, Maury Povich is the only guy out of all of them that I think is horny. But I don't think Jerry Springer's horny, and I don't think Geraldo's horny. Well, I do think Maury because he loves his wife. Yeah, he's very horny for her. That's what I mean. Yeah, totally. I can tell that he's like he has horny energy. He wants to bang his wife. Yeah, and that's I like. I can get with people who love fucking their wives. Yeah, I like that. But I don't think Jerry Springer is. I think Jerry Springer, as soon as he finishes the final thought, he's disgusted about what just happened on his show. He has no thoughts. He has that are yeah, horny after he has that. Zero <laughs> horny thoughts. I don't think he has horny thoughts when he's doing his show at all. And Geraldo is just vile to me. Yeah, he's disgusting. I can't. Ugh. When he posts those topless pics, I'm like sickened. Me too. (laughs) I'm so sickened. So yeah. Yeah. Those are our opinions. Write it down. Put it in the horny book. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What did you eat? Um, I did go back to bone cattle. Mm. That was very good. I'm so jealous. And I'm going next Saturday too because I have family in town. What? So I'm taking them. Desi. Yeah, I know. I can't believe you're going without me. It's like a... They're coming into town specifically to go to Bone Cattle. Wow. So uh, I didn't get to see Eric on Thursday because I think he is not working there. But hopefully I'll see him on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, So I got, um, let me tell you what I got. I got the oxtail dumplings. I got the fucking shrimp. You got the shrimp. Of course. The prawns. The garlic fried prawns. So good. Good as ever. Um, for dinner, I got a dish I had been dying to try. I finally got it. It's like, um, Indonesian fried rice with, um, I got with the ribeye steak on it. It was fucking good and had like a little spicy sauce on the side. Mm. And I also got for dessert, um, a chocolate bread pudding type Mm. deal with, um, vanilla ice cream. And Mm. it was excellent. Look, I'm going to say bread puddings are often not great for me. Really? People, I love bread pudding, but it's always a risk for me getting it because it can be very dry yes. at certain places. Yes. Obviously, if you're going to a great restaurant, you can feel safe ordering it. Yeah. But sometimes I've been like, whoa, like that's not great. Um, but this was excellent. It was very um, moist. <laughs> <laughs> it was not dried and the ice cream was delicious. But sadly, I couldn't even finish it. That's <gasps> how full I was um, from eating. Mm. I ate so much food. That I, this is so rare for me not to be able to finish dessert that I was upset. I was upset. I was like, how can I not finish this dessert? It was very upsetting. Um, but it was a great meal as always. It was, um, I was happy to see that it was uh, jam packed because it's so good. So uh, we've said it before. You've got to, if you are in LA, take the drive to Pasadena. It is definitely worth it, worth it. to get this food. And um, the person I went with, was blown away as well. Yeah. So that's good. I really love... The thing I got there last time that I want to get next time I go there again was the lobster chili noodles. Oh, oh my God. That sounds really good. So good. No, I've been dying for this fried rice dinner. Right. Uh, so I'm glad I finally got it. Right. There were so many things. like I, That's the problem I can never decide. Yeah. So it is good good to go with a bunch of people and right. hopefully try a bunch of dishes. Like when we went with my mom. Oh, that was good. That was good because there was like a lot of people there. And so we got to try so many different things. I know. I mean, there was... I, like I said, I, I literally ran out of room, so I could have gotten so many more appetizers because I was like, we didn't get the clams and donuts and like all yeah. of those things. Yeah, but 
We'll be back again. We'll be back. We'll be back. I really want to go to the brunch. I know. That's like my next thing. We have to plan that. Okay. Okay, let's plan that this week. We'll make a res and go for brunch at some point. Soon. Okay. Please, I'm hungry. Yes. Did you eat eat anything interesting? No. No. I made some shrimp last night. It was good. Yeah. But I like... I can't even think of anything good that I ate. Like I, all I want to eat right now is a cheeseburger, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. There's a new burger place by me I really want to try. It's like one of those flat fried burger type things. Those are so Smash big right burgers. now. Those yeah. are so popular right now. But this place is called Gold Burger and it looks really good. Mm. I think there's one in Los Feliz. Gold Burger. Yeah. Gold Burger. Sounds Yum. Jewish. What's wrong with that? Goldberg. <laughs> it's like Goldberg. Gold Burger. It's perfect. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Okay, cool. Well, we'll see you all next week for part three of Bugsy Siegel. Bye. Bye.